You're listening to a special series of Between Two Flags for UNA Canada's Green Corps program. Through regular podcasts, Green Corps will invite a wide range of experts to discuss complex environmental, economic, and social issues. Live tweet as you listen with hashtag Between Two Flags. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's session of Between Two Flags. We are honored to have this week's guest on our show, Valérie Lelou, owner of New Grocery here in Ottawa. Valérie is a native of France and spent many years in Germany before immigrating to Canada in 2003. After a career in business, she became a high school teacher with the OCDSB in 2008. Two years ago, she started adopting a zero-waste lifestyle and identified a need for a grocery store that would be designed and conceived for zero-waste shopping. The idea became a business plan, and the business plan became a reality. New Grocery opened up in August in Ottawa's trendy Hindenburg neighborhood. Its mission is to offer an alternative to today's wasteful consumerist lifestyle and to educate on waste and its environmental impact. Welcome, Valerie. Thank you very much for having me. So tell us about your story. Uh, you know, why and how did you switch to a zero-waste lifestyle? Yes, I, um, it was not planned at all. Um, two years ago, my mom came over from uh, France for Christmas, mm-hmm. and she offered me a book. This book was called uh, Zero Waste Home by Bea Johnson. I had never heard of Bea Johnson before, and I was completely unaware of the existence of a zero-waste lifestyle. I started reading this book in the morning, and I just couldn't put it down. I thought it was so incredibly interesting, Mm -hmm. uh, which is weird for a book about waste, because that's pretty much the topic of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, at the end of the day, I I closed the book, and I thought, this is really awesome. I I absolutely want to adopt a zero-waste lifestyle, Um, not just because um, she gives great tips and tricks about how to reduce your waste and reduce your ecological footprint. And I've always considered myself an environmentalist and someone who, uh, who wants to do the right thing when it comes to the environment. Um, but that's, that wasn't the main reason. I think the main reason was uh, the appeal of a lifestyle that is simpler, um, that is focused on things that matter the most in life, which are uh, connections, life experiences, and moving away from all this this obsession about stuff and material goods. Mm-hmm. So I think there was an overarching principle uh, that was really attractive to me, in addition to the environmental aspect of um, getting rid of waste, which is a serious problem nowadays. I don't know if you, if you look at headlines about um, ocean plastic pollutions, uh, things like that. So it, it is a real issue. Uh, but I think it was the mix of the two that was very appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really the entry point, I yeah. would say. So mm-hmm. that that's really what triggered... Um, um, my wish to adopt a zero-waste lifestyle. Okay. And as you said in your intro, you know, then it was really one thing about uh, after the other, you know, adopting a zero-waste lifestyle, seeing the challenges and limitations in particular when it comes to grocery shopping. And from there on, the idea came up of uh, opening a grocery store, which at the beginning was, was quite an, an, I would say, a selfish idea. It's like, I need this for myself. So <laughs> I will open it for myself and hopefully others will buy into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that was the premise. Mm-hmm. So uh, what was the best advice you ever received when it came to actually trying to switch to a zero-waste lifestyle? Um, The best advice is um, to take things progressively so you do not become a zero-waster overnight. It's a process. I have to say I've been adopting a zero-waste lifestyle. I'm a zero-waster for two years now, and I still have... Um, 
things in my house from two years ago that I'm just phasing out, but that are still there. So I'm still producing a little bit of waste. It's not something, you know, you don't end up with a job of waste per year overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it's, it's a longer process. And that's perfectly okay. And the thing is also um, to consider zero waste on a spectrum. So on one end, you have those who create mountains of waste. And on the other end, you have people like Bia Johnson who just create a job of waste per year. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily have to be Bia Johnson because that's pretty much a full-time job, right? <laughs> to be that. Um, so you find your, way, your, your place on the spectrum, and um, every little step matters, uh, but you don't have to be obsessive about it. What is the hardest thing you think you've had to give up? That's an interesting, uh, interesting question, because the whole uh, idea of zero waste is to ask yourself the question, do I really need something? You know, before I buy something, do I really need it? And if the answer is no, then you don't buy it. If the answer is yes, then the next question is, okay, how can I satisfy this need uh, with a minimum, a minimal impact on the environment? So that's a uh, phase two. But because you always ask your, uh, yourself the question, do I really need this? Um, I have to say that you never give up on anything. You know, I, I really try to find, okay, do I give up something? No, because um, if I don't need it, then it's not a sacrifice. It's not actually giving it up because I don't need it. Um, so I cannot think of anything, and I'm very, very honest, that uh, where I felt I had to give it up or it was a sacrifice for me. No. Um, I satisfy all the needs I have um, by being a zero waster, and I would say um, my life has become so much simpler um, that uh, I gained much more than I gave up. Well, thank you for your input on that. With starting the first zero-waste grocery store in Ottawa, it most likely was certainly not an easy task. Um, what are the biggest barriers that uh, the city of Ottawa faces with regards to zero-waste? With regards to creating a, a company or with regards to waste management? Uh, just How so I understand about, the question. Uh, perhaps both. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the biggest challenge is when you create a company and you haven't done that before. For me, I, I have to say, is, is all the red tape, it's all the administrative tasks and things that you need to do. Uh, I have to, I, I admit, I sometimes wake up at night with a big anxiety that I might have missed a deadline with CRA or I might have forgotten a permit that I needed to apply to. You know, mm-hmm. this kind of anxiety where you're like, oh, hopefully I did all the things I need to do and, and I won't have suddenly an inspector or someone coming to me and saying, oh, you didn't do that, now we're going to fine you or close down your shop. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the kind of, of, of nightmares you have mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a business owner. Yes. Did, I, did I think of everything? Did I do everything right? Because I find the world of, of, of permits and authorizations and, and deadlines um, so opaque um, and, and and you feel like you're you know you're dealing with a machine a system you're not necessarily dealing with people and when you deal with people it's easier but dealing with a system you feel like oh the system can crush me if I do something wrong you know so that that is my personal little anxiety that I have um, other than that I have to say that the, as a whole the, the, the city is supportive of course of businesses and you have business information officers who are there to help you and to guide you. Uh, you have wonderful resources in, in Ottawa, like Invest Ottawa, that offer seminars, etc. So I would say my fear might seem a little bit irrational, but I, but it is there, even though that there is infrastructure in place to help uh, business owners. Mm-hmm. So that would be the, the, the first part. The second part was, um, you asked with regards to waste, um, what could the city do? Is that, the, is that yeah, your question? Yeah, what, what do you think the biggest barriers are currently in the city of Ottawa? Like, what do they face with regards to zero waste? And perhaps you could mm-hmm. give in some insight on suggestions of how to go across those barriers. 
Yes. Um, I think the biggest barrier that we have uh, to reduce waste is lack of awareness uh, with the general public. Um, I think a lot of people are still very oblivious to the fact that they create an, a gigantic amount of, of waste. You know, Canada is really a t- top... Uh, of, of the charts when it comes to waste creation per capita. Um, and I think a lot of people are just completely unaware of it. They just don't see the waste that they create. So uh, the first thing to do would be to raise awareness about the waste issue. Um, and the second one is also to uh, consider waste in a much more holistic way. Right now, when we think waste management, we think recycling. You know, we tap ourselves on the back because we recycle. And um, that's... Uh, that's just not the solution. Recycling is not the solution. You know, there are many, many things that we need to do before we recycle, and um, the zero waste principles are, are based on the five R's, which are to refuse, to reduce, to reuse, to recycle, and to rot. And you see, recycle comes in fourth place. You know, it's uh, it's really not at the top. Um, the, the most important principles are to refuse, reduce, and reuse because this is actually waste prevention. You know, and there is no cheaper and more eco-friendly way to deal with waste than simply to avoid it. So there needs to be a bit of a shift in the way we uh, see waste and in the way also the city provo- promotes its, its waste management practices. We need to focus on waste prevention and not just on recycling. So for me, that would be really the number one thing that the city needs to tackle. It's, it's a change it's a paradigm shift, you know, it's saying, okay, recycling, that's one thing, but we need to focus our effort on waste prevention. Okay. Um, ways to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you, if you want to know, but I, I, just to make it short, I, I don't want to dwell too much, but um, waste prevention, there are two things, you know, it's, it's first, it's, polluter pay principles is to make sure that you create incentives for people to create less waste. Uh, waste. Um, so the people who pollute the most need to pay the most and people who pollute the less need to pay less for waste management. So, you know, it's, it's creating incentives. And the second thing is to seriously think about bans. You know, um, some cities are already putting in place uh, bans for plastic bags, Montreal, for example. Um, Vancouver is considering bans on, on every, everything single-use, you know, the styrofoam takeout containers, uh, the coffee cups, uh, things like that. So they're really le- looking into that. Mm-hmm. So here the, the city has a role to play, uh, and that is all waste prevention, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not recycling. That's, you know, eliminating waste at the source. Yes, that is exactly eliminating waste at the source. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it is really great to uh, see that you know certain cities across Canada are starting to be aware of this and starting to try and implement new strategies for waste reduction and generally waste Absolutely. prevention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what daily steps do you take to promote sustainability and ensure the zero waste policy in your own work environment? Um, so our work, I mean, we are the waste grocery store, so we're yeah. really obsessed about waste, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so we're creating a space that enables our customers to reduce their waste at home, right? Mm-hmm. By, by shopping at our store, they come with their own containers. Um, they don't create any packaging waste if they shop at our store. Uh, but that's only, I would say, the visible part. Uh, what we're trying to achieve also is to be zero waste on our operations side, because um, you know, it, it would be a little bit hypocritical to get all our stuff packaged, unpackaged for the customers, mm-hmm. so, so they don't have to. They don't have waste at home, but we would create mountains of waste on our end. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a little bit uh, would defeat the purpose. Um, so we're trying also to uh, be zero waste on uh, the supply side, which is challenging because uh, I mean. 
systems are not set up for it. Um, but just to give you small examples, for example, we receive our, um, our coffee in bins uh, that are reusable. So uh, we get our coffee delivery, we fill our, our dispensers, and um, and then the bins uh, go back to the supplier, local supplier, who will clean and sanitize the bins, reuse them. And then we're in this, you know, in this circular economy where everything is being reused and absolutely no waste is being created. So we try to implement that also on the supplier side. Um, of course, uh, you can only do that with local suppliers, which is why we try to focus as much as possible on local suppliers. Mm-hmm. It's not possible for everything. Uh, but even if you work with uh, with a non-local supplier, then the second step would be um, to uh, have packagings. If they're not returnable, well, at least they are as sustainable as possible. So mm-hmm. instead of having your grains delivered in a, in a plastic bag, you would um, ask for your grains to be delivered in a paper bag that can be recycled. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, that would be the next step would be, well, if there's no circle uh, possible, at least can we work together so that the packaging that you bring is, uh, is way more sustainable than plastic. So this is what we focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, are we perfect yet? Not absolutely. <laughs> we are not completely zero waste on the supply side. Um, but our goal is to be as close as possible as uh, zero waste. And, and so what we cannot um, reduce, reuse, refuse, we recycle. And we also have, a, I mean, as a grocery store, we have organic waste. And so we have a, a third party company um, that takes care of our organic waste. So it's properly composted and it doesn't end up in the landfill. Um, so yeah, we're very focused on that too. All right. Yeah, that is really great to hear that. Um, <laughs> and so just taking a quote from your website, you said, Living a zero-waste lifestyle doesn't necessarily mean consuming less. It means consuming differently and collecting moments and not things. Mm-hmm. So how, how would you challenge youth to adopt the zero-waste lifestyle? It is a, definitely a, a very tricky topic these days. And mm-hmm. getting youth to be involved in this kind of, like, adopting this lifestyle essentially, is, it might be a little difficult. So how, how do you think you could kind of coax them or essentially encourage um, them to adopt that lifestyle. Yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. Um I, it's, it all starts with education, um, and I, I think schools have definitely, I mean, being a teacher, schools have a role to play also in, in promoting uh, zero waste, which they don't do currently, uh, but that's certainly something that, uh, that should be done also at schools. Um, it's difficult because, I mean, teenagers are very, very um, influenced by their surroundings, by their peers, and there sometimes is this pressure, you know, of, okay, everyone has the greatest cell phone, so I want to have the same. Um, and we live in a very materialistic society. We live um, in a in a in mass con- in the middle of mass consumerism. They've they've known nothing else but that. Um, but I do think that there is awareness uh, within our youth um, that is. Uh, I think much more developed than within my generation. Uh, I'm Generation X, I'm 45, and we were really born with mass consumerism, and uh, we've been told that uh, what we own is pretty much uh, the measure of our worth. Uh, That's what my generation grew up with. So it's it's this rat race, you know, having the big car, the big house, uh, that's the measure of my success. And it seems to me that millennials and the generation after that grew up with a, a different set of values already because they grew up in um, in a world where environmental issues have become more and more prevalent, where climate change is something we talk about, um, 
it's it's this big challenge of our generation now. And so it seems to me that there's already a seed that has been planted, and it's really up to us now to uh, make the seed grow and and propose alternatives. And and but but it's it's difficult, right? It's all through education and awareness building. Um, there's no uh, there's no silver bullet to that. But it seems to be that there's already something we can build on. So I'm quite hopeful. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, do you have any uh, recommendations for our listeners on how to adopt the zero waste lifestyle? Whether it's like from a professional perspective or personal, something to do in your home or at your mm-hmm. home? I I'd say you know start start easy. There are low-hanging fruits, and start with the low-hanging fruits. Uh, for example, you know, bringing your bag to the store. I mean, get rid of plastic bags. You know, you don't need them. We don't need plastic bags. You know, so uh, get rid of those. Um, have a reusable water bottle. Uh, nothing easier than that. You know, uh, it saves you money, by the way. You know, invest once mm-hmm. in a water bottle and never buy plastic water bottles again. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with your coffee mug. You know, these are look, look at at the waste you create. Start start actually being aware of the waste you create and then tackle all these things one by one you know if you're someone who goes to the Starbucks every day well okay then it really makes sense to invest in a reusable coffee mug and uh, and then well you'll eliminate all these uh, uh, terrible disposable cups that end up in landfills by the billions every year right um, so there are little steps that you can do and if you want to go further well I, I, I recommend that there are, there are tons of zero waste bloggers and come to the store maybe <laughs> which would be nice um, and, and then you can step by step, you know, um, reduce your waste. Again, it's not something that you do overnight, but you will see once you get started, it's almost like a drug. You know, it's, you you really want to go further and you want to push further, mm-hmm. and you start becoming so waste aware that there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. That's uh, something that I've noticed with uh, with many people. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on our show, Valerie, and thank you so much for. Just telling us a bit more about your story, telling us about more about how you're helping Ottawa kind of turn towards that zero waste lifestyle. And thank you very much for your tips as well. And we hope that our listen, listeners might consider this uh, moving forward. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Thank you for listening, everyone. And please remember, just keep greening. Thank you.